Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. And when I was speaking along those lines, we read Amplified Version. I'll come back to KJV. In the Amplified Version, let's read it together. I want to go. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and folded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah the anointed one. Hallelujah. And I try to give some definitions of growth. And I said, when you hear growth, synonyms are increase. Everybody say increase. So for something to grow, it has to increase in size or value. I also said that when you hear growth, it also means improvements. Glory to God. Okay? It means it gets better. That's growth. Then thirdly, I introduce, I say, when you hear growth, it means to develop. To develop. But I want to introduce a fourth one. And that's the title of what I'm sharing today. Growth is change. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when you hear growth, it also means change. Glory to God. Now, you see, physically speaking, when someone is born, the person grows. Another way of putting it is that the person gets to change. Amen. He experiences changes physically, emotionally, and otherwise. So we cannot be talking about growth if we're not ready to embrace change. Glory to God. Because another word for growth is change. When I started out on this subject, it's just that I had to start with Spiritual growth. But I'm talking about growth on every side. The scripture we read, go back, amplified. The part B of it, after the full stuff. Enfolded in love. Let us grow up in what? Every way. Hallelujah. And in all things. Imagine a child growing and he's growing physically but he's not growing intellectually. Hello? Imagine that a child 
has grown from you know they used to measure the children in um, um, uh, their weight and then their uh, is it inches now or whatever you know how you know now imagine that child is now five feet or six feet tall but he can't talk praise the Lord he can't still understand how to read and write he can't communicate is the growth complete imagine that the child has grown tall but he can't do the things someone his height should be able to do am i communicating now that's in the natural of in the physical in our lives also we don't really grow in one way amen we're supposed to grow in every way glory to god there are different dimensions of growth or should I say there are aspects of growth? Now what we're talking about here, in as much as we're focused on spiritual growth, is that you should grow in every way. Hallelujah. And in all things. The big deal about spiritual growth is that it affects every other kind of growth. Amen. Did you hear me? I said the big deal about spiritual growth is that it affects every other kind of growth. The scripture says so. The emphasis of some of the scriptures we read talks more to the Christian about growing spiritually. You know, if you read books, if you read educational materials you're growing your intelligence or your intellectual capacity but someone can be growing in his mind and not grow in his spirit are you listening to me and that's why the priority had been spiritual growth and i said spiritual growth is not automatic glory to god spiritual growth has to be initiated. It has to be deliberately initiated. That means you have to do something about it. It doesn't just happen that you grow. Paul was talking about spiritual growth in several scriptures. John, the beloved, also talked about spiritual growth. Let's read John's own um, um, statement or account of what he talked about spiritual growth. I'm talking about the stages of growth. In 1 John chapter 2, let's look at it, verse 12 to 15. Amen. In 1 John 2, John was speaking about growth. But this is how he put it. He was talking to three categories of people. If you're looking at it um, on a superficial level, it was three. But if you're looking at it deeply, it was actually four. I don't know if I'll have the time in this service to explain it. So, but let's read down. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Keep going. Then he said, after talking to the little children, he said, I write unto you, fathers, 
Because you have known him that is from the beginning. Then he writes to another category, the third group. I write unto you, young men. Glory to God. Because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. He said, why did he repeat little children two times? Amen. Because I talked about little children in verse 12, and I talked about little children again in verse 13. Because the word little children in the Greek was not the same. Amen. So, looking at it deeper, I was talking about four categories of people. The first set of little children are those that were just born, like infants. The second category of little children are children that are not, uh, they are not newborns. Are you understand what I'm saying? Okay? But they are still children. Then he had the young men, then the ones he called fathers. Glory to God. Are we together? Okay? So, he had, let's use the word babies, little children, young men, and fathers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the New Testament, there were many words used to classify little children. Many words. There are up to four or five of them. They all don't say the same thing. Some words are used for a child that is just born now. Amen. They just gave birth to now. Brand new baby. Glory to God. Then there's a word used for someone that is not just that. They just gave birth to him now, but he's still a baby. Then there's a word for the one that cannot yet talk. Amen. Is immature. Glory to God. Alright, so today is not a Greek class. But let's just look at this now. It means there are different stages of growth. But we all start as babies. Never forget that. Hallelujah. We all start as babies. I started as a baby. Not just physically, spiritually also. But I must desire to grow. Glory to God. First Peter two two. In First Peter chapter two verse two. As newborn babes, this one is talking about fresh breakfast. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. It means that it's putting. The responsibility of growth on you. Amen. The scripture didn't say, as newborn babies you will grow. No, 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 no. He said, desire. He's telling you how to grow. Am I communicating? That means you can be a babe in Christ, a newborn baby in Christ, and not grow. He puts the responsibility of growth on you. I want you to say this. Growth is my responsibility. Say, growth is my responsibility. Say this other way. Spiritual growth is my responsibility. Listen, it's not the pastor's responsibility. No. A pastor cannot help you grow if you don't desire to grow. Amen. So he said there, just like newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. It means that the the substance one major substance you need for growth is the word of God. Amen. Are we together? 
the word of God. There can be, you know, I started out by explaining to you that you, you cannot have growth without prayer. I said that, right? Okay. Now I'm also saying that you cannot have growth without the word of God. Amen. You can't have growth without the word of God. That means the word of God alone will not produce growth. Prayer alone will not produce growth. I get what I'm saying. But you cannot have growth without the word of God. The word is needed. Now, where I'm focused on is this. As a child of God, if you are open to growth, it means you are also open to change. When I talk about change, I want to explain change this way. For something to change, it means it has been altered. I don't want to use the word change again. Are you understanding me? It has been altered. It has changed. Uh, I don't want to use the word change again. The formation has been altered. Even physical growth is, a, is, a, is an alteration. Your bones get longer. Is that not so? Am I communicating? Your bones get longer. But this alteration, it has to be a progressive one. Amen. Are you listening to me? It has to be progressive. Because you can have <laughs> retrogressive change. Amen. But we're talking about something progressive. Growth is about being bigger and better. I said that earlier. That means that if I desire to grow, I desire to change. There will be alterations in me that will make me bigger and better. When it comes to the way the Christian life is designed, we are designed to function from inside out. Did you hear me? From inside out. Whatever we want to change outside starts from within. Anything within change from within will not be sustained on the outside. That's how the Christian life is designed. That's why spiritual growth comes first before any other kind of growth. In our Bible study, I'm going to show you different dimensions of growth. That's for the house. So I'm going to take out time in Bible study to talk about that. To make you understand that God even wants you to grow in influence. I'm going to talk about that. But it starts by growing inside. If you downplay spiritual growth, you will not be able to sustain any outward growth. What sustains outward growth is the inward growth, the spiritual growth. And that's why Jesus, the scripture talked about it. His growth. I'll read two scriptures now. Let's look at Luke 2.40. And then we're also going to read Luke 2.52. 
one of them is uh, John the Baptist, the other is Jesus. But let's read it. And the child grew and worked strong in spirit. Did you see that? Filled with wisdom and great grace. The grace of God was upon him. 52. Let me stay with 52 instead. And Jesus increased. That increase. Remember I told you growth is increased. So you could say Jesus grew. There are some translations. I think NKJV, one of them says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Stature now is physically. That means Jesus was not always the size or the height he was. There was a time he was carried. Amen. So he grew in stature. Then he also grew in favor with God and man. That's spiritual. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Why did the scripture take time to explain that Jesus grew? If growth was not important, he will mention it. So your growth is important. Hallelujah. And growth is also time dependent. By the time a child is one year, somehow you expect that he should start walking. Amen. If your child is not walking at one, because some children walk at nine months, praise God. So if a child is not walking at one, you become a little concerned. Am I communicating? You become a little concerned. Sometimes they'll be yabbing the child, taunting the child, lazy child. Come on, stand up, walk. <laughs> you, understand that? you know, some people say, walk, walk. <laughs> you know. And then if he's one year and six months, he's still not walking. If he's two years old, he's not walking. You start looking for help. Is that not so? You start running around for help. Because something is not, not right. Why are you worried? Because that same child was not walking at three months. You are not worried. Amen. When he was three months old, he wasn't walking. You were not worried. When he was born, he was not walking. You were not worried. But now, two years, he's not walking. You are worried. Why? Because by this time, ever say by this time, he's supposed to be walking. Good. That's how God is seeing you to that. By this time, you're supposed to have sense. <laughs> Hebrews 5.12 That means there are certain things that God will look at and say, oh, he's still a baby. He's still a baby. Then there's a point where you expect that by now you're supposed to know this. Look at this scripture here. This scripture makes us know that our growth is based. See, timing has a role to play in growth. And that means there's a place you're supposed to be at a particular time. Look at it. Let's read together. I want to go. For when for the time Ye ought to be teachers. Did you see that? I mean, by now, you're supposed to be teaching others. Um, when we do the Bible study, I'm going to teach you about knowledge and understanding. You know, there's a difference between knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I hope you know that. Let me say knowledge, knowledge. understanding, understanding. wisdom. Uh, you know, we use them interchangeably. It's not exactly the same thing. Knowledge is information. That's the best way to put it. And the man that has knowledge is a scholar. Amen. 
Are you understanding me? But understanding is interpretation. It's not information. It means that he knows how to derive meaning from the information. That's understanding. The man that has understanding is a teacher. He's not a scholar. But wisdom is application. The one that has wisdom is a practitioner. Amen. Are you listening to the difference now? So, knowledge, understanding and wisdom are not the same thing. Someone can have knowledge and not have understanding. This generation has been bombarded with knowledge. It doesn't mean the generation has more understanding. Glory to God. Because you turn anywhere. If you want to know how to make <laughs> if you want to know how to make a human being, you can see it on Google. Go on YouTube, you see a video. What do you want to make? A wise man, a smart man, a foolish man. This is how to make them. <laughs> They'll tell you everything. Amen. So there's a lot of information. A lot of information. I used to joke about the difference between the believer today and the people like Moses and Elijah in Bible days. I said, Moses, Elijah, did not have the kind of information some of you have. If Moses or Elijah came to meet some of you and you bring out the notes you have written down from an assembly, they will be copying from you. <laughs> Pastor Tortoise, do you know the difference between Logos and Rema? Elijah will say no. <laughs> Elijah will say no. Amen. So Moses, sit down. Let me teach you about what it means to speak in tongues. Glossalalia. Do you know Glossalalia? He will say no. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He will say no. You have information. You'll be able to bombard and bamboozle him with information. Because in the time Moses lived in, he didn't have this information. He didn't have it. He understood certain things in shadows. Figuratively. He didn't have the full scope of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. Are we together? But you have been given the full information. But, there is an understanding Moses had. There is an understanding Elijah had. And I used to say it this way. If we get to the Red Sea now, you call some, not you, I believe not you, right? Some believers that speak in tongues and speak Greek. Say, part this Red Sea. They say, Red Sea. Red in Greek is. Sea in Hebrew is. When you mesh them together, you have what we call, they will give another word. You'll be writing. you finish writing, the sea will still be there. But Moses will come and say, Greek, I know not. You know? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, Red Sea, part. <laughs> Amen. And the sea will answer him. Glory to God. Am I communicating? 
I just digressed a bit just to point out something. So, we're talking about Hebrews 5.12. He said, when for the time you ought to be teachers, meaning that you've come to that place of understanding. That's why I, I, I mentioned that. When for the time, meaning by this time, you should have come to a place of understanding. He said, but you have need that won't teach you again. Amen. That means the first time you didn't get it. That won't teach you again. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. They need to teach you again. Now let me tell you something. If you didn't get it, teach yourself again. Amen. Teach yourself again. You know, there's some basic things that if you don't know it, no matter how long you've been in the faith, you are still backward. I'll just give an example. If you don't know how to exercise your authority as a Christian, there's, there's an amount of progress you can't make. Amen. Did you hear me? There's an amount of progress you can't make. Because there is resistance. You don't know your authority and how to exercise it. You are exactly where Satan wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Especially if you are someone that does trial and error. You know what trial and error is? You know that some people, some people that kill cockroach by mistake. The cockroach is flying towards <laughs> Then your hand will hit it and die. Hey, glory to God. Then there are people that are skilled. Are you understanding me? Now some of you, that's how you, key, you, 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 you quench some issues. When they attack you, you were running actually. Then mistakenly, the thing just was addressed. It's a glory to God. Thank you, Lord. If a thing comes again, you don't know what to do. Amen. Am I communicating? He said, for the time you ought to be teachers. Let me show you another one that shows that there is time dependent. Ephesians 4. Let's start from somewhere like 12. Uh, yeah, 12. Yeah. Now, talk about the fivefold gift. So, he said, for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Go further. I love this. Till. Ever say till. Anyway, you see the word till is time. Amen. Till that means the job of the fivefold ministry in your life is till. Amen. Until today's English. Until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Keep going 14. I want to show you something there. That we henceforth. Be no more children. That means there's a day we cross from childhood into mature maturity. Amen. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 10 He said, when I was a child I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. 11. 1 Corinthians 13. 11. I put away childish things. Glory to God. That means he could tell. If you see a child, wouldn't you know? 
If you see an adult, wouldn't you know? If you see a child that looks like an adult, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know? I've seen people that some people that are so big, you know, is, ah, then he starts talking. <laughs> are you understanding me? Or he starts eating. <laughs> you say, ah, oh, he's big, oh. Say, how old is this? He said, he's 12 years old. What? I was in a restaurant in Texas years ago. And three people entered. It was a steakhouse. Men have not seen people that large. I've said for movies. They were large. Big and large. They just entered. Entered. And sat. So, like a man, two men and one woman. Only for me to turn is their son. <laughs> if you join my grandfather, my father, myself, and my two sons, he's bigger than all of us. Are we together? It's when he starts talking. You know, look, oh. But from behind, the neck, the head. <laughs> you think he's a man? We were joking when the salon, and uh, the bathing salon, and then um, they brought a boy. The salon says children, this amount. And maybe let's say children is. Uh, uh, 100 naira and then adults 200 naira so when they brought this child the guy's head is big <laughs> and the Bible said this one is adult uh, charge <laughs> this head is bigger than some adult child <laughs> glory to God are we together so even if a child looks like an adult, you can still tell he's a child. In the spirit, someone can also tell where you are. Hallelujah. There are, there are signs and telltale signs in scripture to point out. We just read Ephesians 4, 14. And it said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. That means that if you are still tossed to and fro, you are still a child. That's the sign you are still a child. One of the things about children is that they are unstable, even in their decisions. What do you want to be when you grow up? Hmm, doctor! That was in the morning. By afternoon, police. From doctor to police, how? I just ask, how? I just say, no, I want to be police, I want to be police. That's a child. They are indecisive. So we have Christians that are still at that stage. Tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. They don't know how to hold on to what they know and add something new to what they know and continue with it too. You didn't hear me well. They don't know that. You know how you tell a child to go and do something? You know, if you give a child a complex instruction, 
you don't want them to accomplish it. You know, some spirits know how to give complex instruction. Just say, okay, go to my room and bring my phone. While you're on your way, they will see a hanger on the wall. Uh-huh. Take it and hang it. Then also bring the distance and keep it and then bring the phone. It will just go and come back. Not doing anyone. <laughs> but an adult can handle that. Amen. Some adults. <laughs> real adults. You know, there's real, real adults. Amen. Can handle that. So spiritually also, if someone is tossed to and fro, if you're here, you're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, it means you're not yet mature. Now let me say, don't be offended that someone says you're not mature. If something is not mature, it's not mature. Now. Are you understand? Why would you be angry? You know, I tell your child, you're a child. He says, no, I'm a man. He says, he's crying. I'm a man, I'm a man. The cry is crying. It's a proof that he's a child. Amen. Is that not so? You can't change it. It will take time for you to be a man. So if you are born again and someone says you are spiritually a child, don't be offended. Grow. The only way to prove is your change. The change taking place in your life is the only way to show that you have grown. Amen. Nobody can argue with growth. Because you can see growth. Praise God. You can see growth. I could not see you and say, oh, you've grown. At least everybody has heard that in their lifetime. Is that not so? Have you met uncles and aunties that said, ah, you've grown. Because they knew you. Then now they're seeing you. You've grown. They can't argue. So spiritually also, when you grow, it will be obvious. Hallelujah. To be obvious. So, don't be tossed to and fro. You are grounded in the word of God. You've learned how to stay with your convictions. It's not that, okay, they say, there was a time. I just have a few minutes, so let me just say this. There was a time where they said, um, uh, that, the, okay, you are born again and you've been taught new creation realities. You've been taught who you are in Christ. You've been taught that, you know, your sins are forgiven. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. You are saved, you know, and your salvation, it has been given to you. to not be taken from you. You know, you've been taught all of that. Then they now tell you that, hmm, if you put attachment on your head, you will not go to heaven. Someone came from the marine world with that revelation. And he's telling you he came from the marine world with the revelation. That in the marine world, Satan revealed to her or him. Sometimes always a her. That if you are putting something on your hair, you will not go to heaven. How can marine world revelation? Be superior to the scripture you have been taught. Amen. Did you hear me? And since you heard that thing, you first went to the saloon. Remove them. I want it to be the way I was born. It's now that you are in bondage. Amen. Are you listening to me? That means that you are tossed to and fro. 
So tomorrow, they say, oh, oh, um, uh, if you are not doing this, then this will not happen. You follow that one. Every new story that you hear changes something about you. You throw away everything you've ever known. It means that you are still a child. Amen. You're still a child. A child will come back from school crying. Maybe he's five or six years old. Because his classmate told him, you are not a boy, you are a girl. Say, mommy, am I, am I a girl? <laughs> say, are you a girl? Say, my friends are a girl. Why is that disturbing? It's because he's a child. If you have a 19-year-old come back from school and say he's crying, say, they, they, they say I'm a girl. Say, if, I, if I slap you. As, you, know, you know, as young people grow up, they, 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 they taunt themselves more. It's even rougher. Are you understanding me? When they're children, the kind of arguments they have, I will not give you, I will not give you. But when you start becoming a teacher, they start abusing you. Your head is like so, so, so. They sometimes even abuse your father. <laughs> Part of how to prove that you are, you are developed is that you don't take it seriously. Are you understanding me? You don't take it seriously. I've shared a joke when we were in secondary school. You know, we're doing a yabbing. You know, you used to say, see you, like so, 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 da, 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 da. I don't know, you know, we, in Nigeria, we call it yabin, you know. Another, you know, uh, America, they say your mama. You understand that? So, they, we're jabbing each other like that, you know. And you have to have a bad tongue to sustain that. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you cannot be, uh, you cannot have a, a mouth seasoned with grace. Are you understanding me? And win. Are you guys what I'm saying? In those kind of things. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. So, then, you know, some, everybody just laugh about it. Someone wins and go, but they want to yab me years after. God. When secondary school, you know, I'm the first child of my parents. So, uh, my mom, uh, we had six other children after me, you know. So, I, I saw my mom pregnant several times, all right? So, the guy and I said, what about you? When we came in the morning, your mother was pregnant. <laughs> During break, she has given birth. <laughs> By the time school closed now, she'll be pregnant again. Ah! <laughs> I couldn't take it again. <laughs> it, you know what they say? It entered. I couldn't take that one again. You know, but you see, the point I'm making is this. <laughs> we grow. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> you see somebody now, that's the one he's writing down. <laughs> you have finished you. <laughs> that's why all the things I said he didn't write. This is why he's writing down. <laughs> he's writing it down. <laughs> he said, I must get that message. I must get that message. <laughs> Glory to God. Listen, growth is change. And if you want to grow, you must embrace change. Change in thinking. Change in speech. And change in your actions. Amen. I'll take that again. You must embrace change. Change in your thinking. Change in your speech, in your talking. And change in your actions. 
That's the proof of growth. That how you think has changed. How you talk has changed. And how you act has changed. If these three things don't change, you've not grown. Praise the Lord. You've not grown. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Around the world, by the power of the Lord.